Check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. We Are Calvin podcast. Because Calvin's not just a place, it's a people. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of the McAvoy Super Value GA podcast brought to you by We Are Kevin. On today's show, we're going to be looking back over the Butler's Bridge clash with Coo Hollins and Ballyhays' clash with Kilishandra in the McAvoy's Super Value Intermediate Championship semi finals at the weekend. As always, I'm joined by Paul Fitzpatrick, sports editor of the Anglo Celt. We'll hear from the successful managers at the, um, at the end of both of the games, but I suppose we start off, Paul, with Friday night. Butler's Bridge getting the better of Coo Hullins. To bring people back to our predictions, neither of us saw that coming. Um, we both predicted Butler's Bridge to make the semi-final, but both predicted that on the day Coo Hullins would get the better of of, uh, of of the young bridge side, or or maybe maybe the Coo Hullins side is a bit younger. But look, either way, we didn't think that... we. we I, I, do you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm sick at myself. I have to say, I'm really sick at myself. I let you doubt myself over the wonderful ability of this Butler's Bridge team. Your, your constant nagging about their defence got into my head, <laughs> and I could have gone for the bridge here. But your tactical game in our, in our little competition to see who predicts the most successful results, you, you, you got me on this one, and I'm sick over myself. I'm sick. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> my tactics are working so well. There. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did say on the podcast that if Butler's Bridge kept the clean sheet, they'd win the game. Because I, I had sort of identified a scenario where someday Butler's Bridge are going to go out and keep a clean sheet, and the lads are going to be like, "What the hell is going on here? These, this is so easy." And that, that's kind of what happened because they end up winning by six or seven points because they kept a clean sheet because they did their usual. They went up and got three at the other end. Can I give you a stat on 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 your theory over the bridge and their defence? Yeah. So, and I, I didn't get Kilishandra's one done up, but how many goals have Bally Hayes conceded in their six games to date in the championship? Um, or how, sorry, how many clean sheets have they held? Not too many, I wouldn't say. I'd say, I'd say they've had one against Drumlane. Um, they didn't keep one against Coothill. Uh, they, they, they didn't keep one against Kilachandra. Um, two, two. They're two out of out of the six games. Cuhullins are many clean sheets. Three, two, two as well. Butler's Bridge are many clean sheets. One, two, two as well. Okay, two as well. So it's it's not. But how many times? How many times have those other teams conceded two or three? Yeah, so so yeah, I knew you were going to come up with that. So I had the answer prepared as well. So Coo Hollands have conceded five goals in those six 
sorry, no, I'm wrong. They've conceded eight goals now in the in the six games when you include the the Butler's Bridge one. Um, yeah, but five. It was, it was five and five games coming. Five and five games coming into it, yes, which is yes, it was coming into it that we were talking. Right? Okay, go on. Yeah, for for Bally Hayes, it was um, they've conceded five goals in their six games. For Butler's Bridge, they've conceded ten goals in their six games. And it was 10 goals in five games. Yeah. So that, that <laughs> was it. Till... That was where we were coming from with it. But like there was no doubt in the quality at the other end of the field if they could if they could tighten it up. And I thought they showed brilliant courage and uh, belief in themselves. That was a brilliant management job by Darren McCarthy. He had them primed. They all played really well. Like the defense was very tigerish. Everything just worked out well for them. They were deserving winners. I wasn't at it. I watched it on Cavs stream. I thought they were very they were deserving winners. Now they did get a couple of breaks at the right times, obviously with, with the lob goal by keeping it right. But you still had to you still had to finish that. And there's a lot oh, of forwards. And, and it wasn't that easy. It wasn't that easy. A lot of forwards would panic in that situation. Uh, or maybe run in and get smothered by the keeper or end up fisting it over or squaring it and the hand pass slightly off and it ends up getting nothing out of it. He just got it looked up, lobbed the goalkeeper. <laughs> Green flag, brilliant! Like that's instinctive, and with the skill yeah. to execute it, so it still had to be scored. So, the, he, like I thought, I thought it was a marvelous performance by Collins. He also said to or me by coming Butters off Bridge. by Butler's Bridge, he he said to me coming off the field, I said, "She's well done, well done." He said, "It was never in doubt, Damien. It was never in doubt." <laughs> <laughs> you have to love the confidence of Quivey, like it's 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 flawless, but. The, the man who put the plan together for them was Darren McCarthy, and I caught up with him after the game. Joined by Butlersbridge manager Darren McCarthy after victory here in the McAvoy Super Value Intermediate Semi Final. Um, Darren, a brilliant performance. A clean sheet, I suppose, is, is the most important part of that victory, was it? No, not really. No, it's just about the performance. It was nothing. We never mentioned clean sheets or anything like that. It was just going out to perform. Look, we haven't performed in the championship really. Um, you know, bits and bits here and there, but not you know as a, as a team performance. That's what we asked them to go out today, and it was probably the first time we had a full pick. You know, 21, 22 lads. We've been carrying a few knocks. You know, the last few weeks. This this four or five weeks in a row, which the county board insists on. I don't think it's fair for any club, but look at we've got through it. We have a break now again for two weeks, which is which is great. Like you know what I mean to to prepare for the next game. Was the two weeks actually a, a big help because the energy of your boys was phenomenal? <laughs> Massive. That's look at it. I'll be straight out with you after the Bailey Borough match. No matter what would have happened if you'd have spoke to me, I would have said about the fact that this five weeks in a row it, it doesn't make sense, you know. So look, I've said it there now, and I don't care what they say up there. These non-footballers that are making these decisions, but we're into the final now. Looking forward to it. The, the, the break was massive for us. We got two, you know, we got a week and a weekend. Nicely, the reserves went out and played a championship, which again was put in in the middle of a you know of a semi-final but you know what lads got games and it was great it was really good atmosphere these lads are really you know looking forward to the next day too so well looking looking back on the day i suppose the goals were, were crucial within it you, you have been scoring goals but these were, were game winners today yeah massively and i suppose they've worked the scores and working that you know we knew ku collins would set up very well in the backs there like you know what i mean it was just about being patient and making them smart runs as you know yourself as a coach like that you'll use and it's just been patient having a look see where the gaps are and going for it like you know so that's what we did lucky they went in I think Kieran Riley's would be on match of the day I think <laughs> <laughs> so fair play to him it was a class finish Quigan O'Reilly is obviously the man that everybody goes and watches but 
the other forwards then kind of shared the mantle there and Cuevin could find himself maybe laying off a bit more today than he usually does yeah look I suppose there's a couple of good leaders and a couple of experienced players Paddy Flynn Fergal Flanagan Cuevin you know Finton county players but you know what they're starting to play as a team there and they're not they're not they know now that there's players around them that can do the job and that's the massive thing you know yourself as a, as a club coach the county player coming back and performing is great but he tr- when he trusts the fellas around him it's brilliant too like and that's what Keevin's starting to do and he's trusting lads and he's giving and going and yeah it's it's working out yeah first year it couldn't be going much better than it is so far yeah, this is it but look and enjoying it and enjoying seeing them like it's enjoying it's it's great to see you know there's what there's 30 odd lads and as I said to them the difficulty in picking the team Wednesday it wasn't easy and you know yourself you're leaving fellas off there and it's hard it's hard because they're putting in the, the, as much effort as the rest of the lads but you know what they're still turning up for training and there's a reserve match Sunday um, against I think it's Shercock and we'll have you know 15, 16 lads there chomping at the bit to play football and that's that's what it's all about isn't it? Yeah it's absolutely brilliant well, look at, you're looking ahead to for the lads it's their second county final in a row you've had experience obviously with Crush Law of county finals so you're, 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 you've got plenty of experience into it but the fact that the lads were in the final last year it should be an advantage the, the, the whole occasion won't bother them it'll be football is the most important part yeah look what I mean I don't focus uh, you know on, on occasions or it's a game you know it's the next game and I know it's a, it's, a, it's a cliche in that but for me it's all about games we didn't come in here talking about winning and I haven't mentioned winning championships to these lads so it's just about performing on the day and as they say the result takes care of itself then you know so a few very interesting points he makes there um, he talks about that he felt they hadn't performed in the championship to date. They hadn't got a complete performance, um, and you know that that they they showed glimpses, they showed bits of it. That their panel wasn't fully available up until this this semi final. So, um, you know, a lot of things coming together at the right time then for for Butler's Bridge, and and they needed it to to get over Cuhullins. I thought they were primed and they really delivered there. And I, I suppose on the Cuhullins end of it, we had flagged this. I clearly remember talking about this on the podcast way back when the league was going on and they were winning games at front and centre. And like we ranked them something like 12th in the power rankings at the time because they were beating all around them. Okay, mm-hmm. Mullahorn caught them out in, in the semi-final. But I remember making the point that it's hard to keep that level of, of momentum going for an entire season. And I think that's what did catch them out. I think if they had played the bridge maybe back then after, you know, towards the end of the group stage of the league, might have been a different result. But you're going to go through dips in form as, as the thing goes on. New management, motivation really high. It's like a horse that's that's pulling hard. A horse that runs green, as they say in horse racing. That, that's, that's really pulling hard and the jockey just can't hold them back. I think they were so motivated. It was all new, fresh, training hard, mad to make an impression. And they came absolutely flying out of the traps. But as the thing went on, they probably started to lose their form a wee bit because, you know, they didn't just peak when they needed to peak. And that's what caught them out first. Darren McCarthy's doing a, a super managerial job there at Butler's Bridge. Yeah, yeah, well, definitely. I, I I suppose an important factor, we, we mentioned in the build-up to the game that there was question marks over Evan Doughty, or I don't know, did we mention it or not? I actually, I actually think I found out after the avail- we had our last podcast done. But... um. Like Evan, Evan, he started well. I think he he hit a, a couple of points early doors. Um, in in the first yeah in the first first quarter he he got on the scoreboard. He hit another couple then in the in the third quarter. But 
he wasn't on his normal game, Evan Dow. He did like the championship performance that I've seen from him. He he looked he didn't look like he was influencing it. it now, partly I think would that have been down to the fact that Butlersbridge set up really well. I thought they denied the spaces in the scoring zone and they countered at super speed. Um, you know, they worked exceptionally hard, as you said, coming back into it. But Evan then had to come forward out the field to try and get in possession of the ball. And it left Brian McGee looking like a, a, a very solitary figure inside in that full forward line and didn't really get the, the, the usual combination that we see of McGee to Dowie going at any stage during the game. Um, so I, I thought both tactically and maybe through Evan's injury, that that Butlersbridge had advantage at that end of the field. Another big blow to Cuhollins was was Niall Carlin. Um, like he, he he played, but again he played injured and you know had to come off in the end and didn't look himself either. I actually, um, I actually thought he did very well. Was I was watching on the stream there, so uh, sometimes you don't get a fair reading of the game watching on the stream. But I actually thought he did well. I thought he cut out a lot of ball and drove forward. I know he had to come off. I didn't. I didn't look. To, think he looked like a player that was curtailed. To be honest, now he he, do you know? I thought he intercepted and cut out quite a bit of ball. All right, but um, I didn't think his driving forward part of his game was was at at its normal level. Usually, when he drives forward, he leaves people in his wake. You know, he 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 didn't he didn't do that. He didn't get really away from players. Mm. Um, so I, I think that, that 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 had an impact on them as well. And and it, and it brings up the question, are you best to play your injured players or are you best to maybe bring them off the bench? You know, it's it's hard to know. Look, at it. it's it, it's always very easy in hindsight to make these calls. But it's, well, um, I, th- I think if we were if we were sitting there before the championship and said, if there's one team in this intermediate championship who might be able to cope with a with a strain or a slight injury to players. You'd probably say Bally Hayes and then Cuhollins. Like we were hearing about Cuhollins mm-hmm. had a panel of sixty at one stage out training, huge numbers. Like you're bringing on, they brought on Torla Farley, uh, Connor Smith, David Carlin, Sean Kenny. Like there's loads of quality in reserve there. So I think they had yeah. they had enough quality available to them on the evening to win the game. Um, yeah, and it just didn't happen. The bridge were better on the evening, took their chances, and uh, like Pat, Fergal Flanagan's not just at a hundred percent either. Like we should we should point out. I thought the bridge scored a couple of great goals. I know you're a big fan of Colin Dugdale, and I can see why after the goal he scored, like he took it like a forward. Just mm. like, that was real bravery. I thought to just go for it, and I think that's what McCarthy seems to have really imbued into the bridge. Now, obviously, they had that before because they were a very attacking team, but for a defender to, to do what he did, he, like so many times you'd have seen a player try to fist that ball over the bar or lay it off to someone who could tap over a point, and he just said. No, I'm going to go for this and cut inside. Barry's in the top corner, and then you had Kieran O'Reilly's goal, like a volley, <laughs> David Clifford esque, absolutely match, brilliant. Match it, match it a day, as 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 Dara described it. There, you wouldn't have put your house on it as as it was falling to him that he was going to connect with it. But um, one of the Liverpool players scored a, a similar goal last night, and, and it's a screamer, you know. So mm. it was it was an absolute classic. But with, with just on Dara McCarthy, it's no surprise that these boys are playing that style of football. Like if you think back to his time with Crush Law, they played beautiful, beautiful football. Like they were, they were such a joy to watch. Yeah. 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 Now in fairness, the bridge were, were playing attacking football under George Dugdale as well, but yeah, 
I, I think Darren McCarthy's one of the very best managers on the club scene. And we've been saying that all along, like even when they were even when we were slating their defence, or I was anyway, but we're still making the point that that McCarthy is so good, like uh, and he, he's getting a, a great tune out of them. Uh, so look, it's, it's all about it's, it's a new competition. When you hit the knockout stages, it's a new competition in our format. Yeah. It really is. It's it literally is a group stage into the knockout, and it is just a new new ball game altogether. Yeah, you've just got to do enough to get into that knockout stages, regardless of of what it is, and then it's reset and go. Mm. See, I thought I thought were kind of ticking that box because they weren't setting the world alight in the group stage, and I was thinking to myself, you know, I think Shawnee Johnson and Mickey Ling know what it takes to win championships. They're they have this team just ticking along nicely, and they're and they're going to be primed when they need to be primed. But as it turned out, they they weren't really now. To be fair, mm, yeah. They, they, I don't think Cuhan has played their best in the championship, no. um, which which will be well. We did stick um, up a poll because uh, someone sent in a comment on on Instagram asking for or asking did we think it was a good year or a bad year for Cuhan's, and we stuck up a poll and there was like four hundred votes on it. Well, and, and it was like eighty percent said it was a bad year for Cuhan's. I disagree. How well, the, how the only, is the only, how is two only losing two games a, a yeah. bad year? They only lost two games. There were two semi-finals, uh, so from that point of view, it's harsh. But where did where did they go in last year's championship? They didn't that, make it out of the group. Yeah, but you have to remember they were in the the semi-final the year before and were closer, and they're in the final the year before that. So by definition, they're closer. But but progress progress can only be like time is dictated by progress. So on last year, they definitely made progress. Yeah, I I don't know. I'm going to be honest. I don't I don't know. Can we say definitely they definitely made progress? I'd say they're probably much of a muchness because last year, if you remember, like the vagaries of that group system can catch you out. We saw Crush Law being caught out this year, obviously. Last year they, they beat the eventual champions uh, in the group stage. Uh, were caught out it in the last the, round. It was their only win, wasn't it? Four points would have got them through. So it was their only win. No, they won two games last year. Did um, they? Yeah, they beat Corner so Fane as well. Uh, Four points didn't put them through, right? Okay. Yeah, they they were unlucky. Like they lost by three. Yeah, I would. Well, come here. You can't talk about unlucky when this year they won all bar one game in the championship. Sorry, well they drew one, didn't they? They drew a game. So no, I'm saying they were they were unlucky not to scrape through. Like they were they were beaten. They were edged out of it on score difference last year. They were they finished ninth. They were only who was there? So so they played Balanya. Cornerfin, Killing Care, and who else? They, they lost the Ballyhays by three points in the first round last year. Okay, um, Ballyhays are a strong side. Ballyhays are a strong side, as we know. Mm. Like they beat Ballyhays, yeah. like they got a they got a tough draw. They lost that local derby in in, in the final round of it. Yeah. I, I I still think this year was progress. What are you basing that on, Damien? I'm basing it on the number of victories and the fact that they got to a semi-final when last year they didn't make it to a group stage. They who, beat Killing Care last year. We're talking year. about the number they, of victories. They didn't beat Killing Care last year, but they beat Killing Care this year. Well, the, you know, if that's, you take a straight line. Yeah, but I don't think Killing Care was, was strong this year, to be, to be fair. Um, yeah, you're talking about the number of victories. Like, who had a better league this year? Would you say Mullahorn or, or Cuchulins? Mullahorn had more victories than Cuchulins had in the league. No, they didn't. Or sorry, Cullen's had more victories than Cullen than Mullahorn had in the league. Sorry, um, but who had a better league? One made the final. I don't think you, you're you're putting a lot of faith in the number of victories that they had in the league, where they eventually got beaten at home in the semi final when the pressure was on there against Mullahorn. In the in the championship, they they played six games. They won four. 
Yeah. Last that's year. Pro- that's probably the championship. They played four games. They the won one, two. The one two. So I, I don't like can we really they say lost it? they lost two. This year they didn't even lose two in the championship. They I know, but can one. we really say that 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 that's huge progress? If you're gonna really No, 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 I didn't say I never said huge. Or sorry, I, I, I no, sorry, can you really say that's def- you said it's definitely progress. Yeah, I, I, I don't I, know how you can be so sure that that's definitely progress. Well, I, I have to say, so there's, there's, there is a number of different ways you measure success. And for me, I thought this year that Kuhulans looked like they had a better panel of players than they had last year. I thought that they pick up more victories than they did last year. Um, and, and, and if I'm being 100% honest, I think if, if they had... Evan Dowie, Niall Carlin fully fit or maybe just used a little bit differently, they'd have been closer to Butler's Bridge. Would they have beat them? I'm not 100% sure, but they'd have, they'd have had a better performance in the semi-final. I think, I didn't see the Cuhullins Mullahorn game in the league semi-final, but I think they'll be disappointed with their performance in the semi-final. Um, but I, I, I definitely think that if, if they're looking at it, looking at the younger players coming through all, all included. I think they made progress this year. I think they're better in twenty twenty one than they were in twenty twenty. It is possible to make the case that they're better, but you could also make the case that over the course of about three years, if you were to take an average of where Cullens are at, like if, okay, as like let's take a wider sample and say, right, we're not going to put all our stock in in the fact that they missed out on score difference to get out of the group stage last year. We'll we'll examine them over the three years to assess where they're at. Then can you say that they've really made progress? I don't know. I'm I, I'm not saying they've slipped back a lot or anything, but to actually say that they have progressed, that they're now closer to winning the, the intermediate championship. Are they any closer to winning the intermediate championship than they have been in recent years? Considering they're in a final, they were robbed in a semi final. Yeah, I yeah. don't think they're any closer to winning it, to be honest. And especially when you when you've got a couple of decent sides like Shercourt and Casran coming down. Well, if you take if you take 2018, 2019 into the into the mix, then that it is a different argument. I'm just talking 2020 to 2021. I do think they've made progress, but like 2018, Evan Dow he doesn't get injured. You know, Mullahorn. Do they go on and win that game so comfortably? Definitely not. Do they win the game for definite? It's it's hard to tell. Evan he was absolutely class. 2019, they, they were absolutely robbed in the semi-final by a team that went on and absolutely walked the final in the end against Biltorbet. So mm. they were they were a whole lot closer in 2018 and 2019 and to winning it than they than they were in 2021. I agree with that. But 2020 to 2021, I think they've made progress. And and I suppose that's kind of where you have to take their starting point was 2020, in 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 my opinion. But just the last point on this, I don't know why do you have to say that we could pretend that there was no such thing as football before 2020, and that that was Cuhollands. Cuhollands were a team that's not good enough to get out of the group, so they've made progress. But sure, we all it's, know that that wasn't. It's a fair. manage, but it's a new management team coming in, so they have, you know, right? Okay, you could you you can then take. You can take three-year periods in, in, in if the management team is over the, the team for those three years, but it's a new era. So all you can do is take them from when they were taken over by this management team to where they are now. You know, when they're, where they are now is beaten by six or seven points with Butters Bridge in the semi-final. Uh, so. where, they, where they were this time last year was waiting for a new season to begin because they were watching the, the county final or semi-finals or quarter-finals. 
No, I, I, I just can't <laughs> understand. I can't understand your logic here. Like, put it like this. Where do you rate Crush Law? If someone comes in next year and gets Crush Law to a quarterfinal, is that progress? Based on your logic? Yes. Yes. If, ah, if a new manager, if a new manager crazy. comes that's in, crazy if a new if a new manager comes in and gets crushed a lot to a quarterfinal, that is progress. If a um, new manager does, no, that's crazy. Because if, if they get to a quarterfinal, I could see three goals and get beaten by six or seven points when they were when they were warm favourites to win the game next year. Crush a lot in a quarterfinal, that is not progress because we all know Crush a lot are better than a team that doesn't get out of the group, and Cullens were better than a team that didn't get out of the group last year. They just but they like, didn't do it. Yeah, they didn't do it. They just had a, had a blip. But I mean, that you could be talking there into one hour of football or one passage. So, so, so then, so then, can I ask you this? Then, did rate rate the twenty twenty Crush Law season? The, the, was it was there progress there? Or was it regression? Twenty twenty Crush Law when they won the championship. Sorry, no, no, twenty twenty Cuhollands. My apologies. The twenty twenty Cuhollands season. Um, yeah, was it progress or regression? I would say that was that was regression. Yeah, because okay. because so so how do you then regress and then not surely after a regression there's progress? Like wh- what do you base the regression on? Losing more games than the one the no, previous season? No, no, no. I I not deep put, to go into the championship. I no because your logic about winning number of games was totally exploded there. But when I said who had a better league, Cuhollands or Mullahorn, because Cuhollands won more games. It's not about winning more games in the group stages of a competition or in the league or a championship. That's not what it's about. I think last year because everyone knows Cuhollands are one of the very top teams in intermediate football. They they were in the final. They were. Very, very close in the semi-final. They were, they were basically the second best team two years in a row. Uh, so last year was regression because they got beaten twice in the group. This year, coming into it, by almost everyone's measure, I tipped them to win the championship before I knew who the managers were, who was available. I thought the Hollands are the second best team in this. If not, the, well, in my mind, they were the first best team in it. But most people would have had them in the top three. So it's not about their exact results last year or one particular game last year it's about the general trend of it and I don't think that they were that they progressed no you seem to be putting unbelievable stock on last year which I'm saying which I don't understand that that. that, that's all I'm saying that's what I'm saying is that they've made progress from last year to this year Ah, that's all I'm trying to say okay but why why are you even taking last year why don't you talk about two weeks ago have Kukulans made progress yeah because Because I've I've made the point already this is why I'm I'm taking last year this is the first year of this management so you have to compare to their starting point why is that the starting point? This Cucullans existed before before January the fourth, twenty twenty one. Like I'm at, why does why does this have to be the starting point? I'm asking, has this Cucullans team made progress? And the answer to that, is in yes. my opinion, is no. I think I think I think we've 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 exhausted this one. <laughs> so we have. Um, yeah, look at we 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 let other people jump onto that one. Um, although they've already jumped on and in actual fact, I'm, I'm against the majority. In actual fact, the question that was put out at the start of all that crack Damien, was was it a good year or a bad year? Uh, and I suppose we kind of evolved it there to was what did <laughs> to make did. progress or did not? But um, yeah, I, I think yeah. I think if you talk to a lot of people in Collins, they'll be they'll be very disappointed, but maybe they'll look back and think it was a good year. Oh, well, I'm sure they will be disappointed. I've no doubt about it because their ambition is high. But if Butler's Bridge had lost the Cuhullans by a point, they'd be bitterly disappointed. And, you know, I, I, I wouldn't necessarily have said that they regressed if they lost that game. 
because if I, I'd have to wait for the full sample of the the final to 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 see exactly how well, good or how bad the Hollands were. To be honest, if the Hollands had a had a beaten Butters Bridge by six or seven points, I'd have been saying, well, the bridge reverted to the main there in the sense that I thought they got a nice handy draw last year from quarterfinal through to get to the final and were well beaten in the final and that that's what I would have been saying. But now I think that result there has has showed that Butler's Bridge are the real deal. That whoa, 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 whoa. Say that again. <laughs> what? Uh, you, can't, you can't argue with it. Not making the final two years in a row, beating the Rage and Hot favourites and Collins, who have improved so much that, as you say, I, I, <laughs> I, I think I think you can't argue with the Bridge's record now. I, I take my hat off to them. Sorry, I'm just stunned there. I, 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 I literally, because I'm, I'm so used to taking abuse for supporting this Bridge team and saying how good they were that I'm... I'm I'm. I. I don't know what to do now. I'm speechless, Paul. I'm absolutely speechless. You see, the, tri- <laughs> the trick here, Damien, is to when you change your mind, is to just go. I've changed my mind, and not go. I never believed that, <laughs> like you do. <laughs> uh, brilliant, brilliant. So the bottom line is, you had tipped Cuhullins to win. I had tipped Cuhullins to win the game. But you tipped Kuhulis to win the championship. I tipped Bally Hayes to win the championship. Now, I'm in a horrible dilemma in two weeks' time where we have to do the predictions. I, I, I literally have soul searching. I think I'm going to go off to a Buddhist camp for a couple of weeks and just try to meditate and see if I can find my inner self to see who I'm going to tip on this one because it's, uh, it, it's going to be a great one. Brady's Arva Limited. Main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim, Monaghan, Mead and the surrounding counties for over 50 years. A family-owned and family-run business, Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. Moving on anyway. Congratulations, obviously, to Butler's Bridge. Sorry, sorry. We cannot, we cannot finish looking back on that Butler's Bridge game without talking about, I think, man of the match. Who am I talking about? Um, I'm not oh, sure. Oh, you were dad. I wasn't I only watched on the stream. Okay. Yeah. And I don't know if it was clear on the stream, but Andy McConnell was awesome. Absolutely awesome. Roll back the years. It was brilliant. Breaking balls, driving forward, tackles, turnovers, creating scoring chances. Scored a point. I, Scored a point. He he literally was awesome. Andy McConnell, I I, I cannot let it go without talking about how good he was because I I wasn't sure that he was playing or capable of playing to that level again. He's Andy's 37, 36, something like that. You know, he's he's no spring chicken, but Jesus, he played like a spring chicken on Friday night. I thought he was just absolutely brilliant. A super performance by him. Well, he's like what fair play to Andy because what a servant he's been to Butters Bridge. Oh. Like, and he's soldiered away. Like, and there were times they were in junior ranks, and there were times that they weren't really going anywhere. And he soldiered away, kept coming back. And here they are now in an intermediate final. And he's playing out of his skin. So, it'd be a great story for for him now if they can win it. Yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt. Well done, well done to all involved. Um, okay, moving on then to Ballyhays against Kilachandra taking place on Sunday evening. 
Um, a comfortable victory for Barry Hayes in the end, finished 5-11 to two goals in eight. And after the game, I caught up with the Barry Hayes management, Aidan Waters, Pat Duggan and Noel Walsh. So I'm joined by the Ballyhays management here, Noel, Noel Walsh, Pat Duggan and Aidan Waters. Um, Aidan, after yeah. winning the semi-final, that's the job done is the most important thing, is you've got them back into a county final. Ah, yeah, look, at, uh, we went in today as, as second favourites as we did in every other game. And uh, I was in here looking at Butchers Bridge on Friday night, so we'd be a poor second favourite, I think. And, and when the final comes around as well, Bridge are very, very good. Massive inside forwards, it'd be very, very difficult to, to manage. We're happy to be to be surviving, and uh, it's a tough battle for us all the time. Yeah, I suppose in, in the second half there, Kilishandra came out. They asked a few questions in that middle bracket of, of the second half, but you came up with the right answers in the end. Yes, yeah, so we had a few minutes when we were under an awful lot of pressure, but it's a good preparation to go into a final, having gone through such a tough game. Um, the next game will be tougher. We're always looking towards the next game. Uh, we're up against a much faster... Uh, a team who have been in the final last year and they say you know you'll always win the second one when you lose one so we know what we're up against in the final and it's going to be a really tough test again you have a lot of experience in the team though that have have intermediate medals in their back pocket already so that's going to count for something in the final it will yeah but today was one hurdle we'll have a bigger hurdle to jump next week and uh, we don't underestimate Butters Bridget Hall we're going to be tough opponents and I suppose looking at your forward line though, you got a great spread of scores there. Kevin Tierney is obviously the man that everybody looks to, but when, when you look at the rest of them, chipping in Martin Connolly with an exceptional point, David Brady with a super point on the outside of the right boot, so there's plenty of firepower in the Ballyhay side. Yeah, we're probably lucky in that way that we have men that can score from different positions, but look at next week's a total different opponents, and we just have to work hard and hope for the best. A word for your backline, Aidan. They were under pressure, high balls coming in. Niall Costle done very well under those high balls as well. Yeah, look, at I mean, we, we have a squad. We have a good squad of players and uh, it does a lot of rotation within the squad. And uh, defence has, has been pretty solid. Uh, Kilishander are a very, very good team. Very good names when you look at the Kilishander lineup. So we're always going to be under pressure. The same as we are every other day. And we'd be under even more pressure the next day uh, when you look at the two O'Reilly's. And Paddy McPhillips and and uh, Killing um, those guys that were going to be under more pressure the next time as well. Yeah, looking at I suppose by the end of it, you you had to look at Stephen Smith, a, a phenomenal display of free taking, attacking marks as well. So he's starting to come to his form as well. Yeah, Stephen has been in good form for years, um, so we're not surprised that he's coming into good form now. We know the quality of player he is. He has the experience. He's a great leader in the in the forward line, um, but there are so many other players around him who take the pressure off him. Um, but you know, we need everybody to play. When it comes to a final, we need we need everybody. We won't be concentrating on one inside forward or one full forward. It's as Aidan says, it's a big panel game. Um, the bridge of a big panel as well. So I think we're very evenly matched. Um, I'll be looking forward to a very good game. Uh, again, it's it's with, with the bridge being in the in the final last year. Uh, it's going to be a really, really, really tough battle for us. Yeah, it will indeed. There'll be some crack around the, the border, the draws between Butler's Bridge and, and Ballyhays. So the Buntins will be out right yeah. up to the to the border. But lads, well done. You're in the final. Congratulations, yeah. Paul. I suppose we'll talk about the game obviously in in, in a minute. But Ballyhays management are very, very focused on um, on 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 
dictating the narrative ahead of this county final. Underdogs, second favourites. I I didn't want to interrupt the lads, but I don't think they've been second favourite in any game that they've played this year. Did I hear that correctly, Damien? Did the Ballyhays <laughs> management claim that they came in as underdogs against Kilachandra? They did. They did. Yeah. Well, just for the record, Ballyhays were four to one on favourites to win that game. That's, that's <laughs> they were absolutely red hot favourites, and I'd say in the in all the knockout games so far in in the three championships, I'm not sure was there another team that was four to one on. I think Garner might have been four to one on against Mullahorn, but Ballyhays were. An absolute nailed on certainty in the eyes of the, of the bookies. So they were not underdogs. Mm, def- definitely not. Definitely not. And you know what? They don't deserve to be underdogs. You know, as in, and that's that's a that's a compliment to them. They're 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 such a good side. They've such talent in their ranks that they're going to be favourites. I'd imagine the bookies will have them favourites going into the county final, but we'll have to see that as as it comes out later on. Um, but their performance on Sunday night, um, it it felt to me like they were still in second and third gear at times. That they still haven't just exploded into what they're they're capable of doing. Like they're 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 winning and they're winning comfortably, and they're doing it without really with with minimum fuss. Is that a fair analysis? Yeah, I think that is a fair analysis. Yeah, I wouldn't like to be critical of them. It's just more of an observation because they are winning games. They're putting up decent scores. Like they're getting the seventeen points they got there against Kilachandra. You know, there's no problem with with their score and their their defense is sound. Naircastle has stepped into goals and done very well. Yeah, great performance by Marcus Duffy the other night. Darren Riley thinks he's playing well at fullback. Aaron Watson as well you made a great comment on the comments you said everything he does he does it at speed and that, that's true I thought that was a great observation he he does in, inject that bit of urgency into things when he gets on the ball I think oh, overall they're all playing well uh, but I agree with you there is something that's just not and it's very hard to put a finger on what it is but there is something that's just not convincing about Bally Hayes and I don't know what it is and I don't want to sound critical because they've they've been asked big questions in tight games and they've answered them. They've they've held off sticky teams, kept them at arm's length and beaten them. They've won games every way that they, that they can and different players have stepped yeah. up in different games. Uh, they're in the final fully on merit. So I, I don't know what it is, but there is just something that, that, I don't know, like you wouldn't be putting the house on them now in the final. No, like... I- your your comment is 100% right they've they've been asked questions that could hill game in the first round was a hell of a question and they come up with a three point answer and, and that was a classic game that was probably the best game of the championship you know in, in hindsight it was it was, it was a, a well, great, sorry it was a great second, game, eh? it was the second best game of the championship the best game of the championship was probably them and Baileyborough that it was Baileyborough asked them unbelievable questions again and and really put them to 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 the sword for long periods and then it just kind of they, they, they showed their grit they showed their talent Kevin Tierney just steps up crucial moments grabbed the game by the scruff of the neck and and, and and hit over a couple of crucial scores but like this Ballyhays team are accomplished they're they're mature they know what it takes to win games and they do it with minimum fuss and it and 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 maybe that's a quality rather than the see I, I maybe want to put this into context. I, I didn't enjoy. I, I, I'd be a very. So I'm a Liverpool supporter, and I use that in a loose um, use of the term. But 
I didn't enjoy Liverpool on the Rafa Benitez. There were there was no there was no take your breath away moments with them really barred he'd score a, a a goal, but it it wasn't it wasn't exciting, it wasn't entertaining, it was robotic and methodical. And I I I don't enjoy that as much. Um whereas when Klopp came in, and even if we were losing a game four three or winning it three two, there was always excitement and entertainment, and I enjoyed that. So maybe this Ballyhays team are so well organized and so well drilled that that it it's it's like Dublin, which I don't enjoy watching and haven't for the last couple of years because I think they're just too robotic. They don't take risks, or definitely the last two three years under Jim Gavin, yeah. there was no enjoyment in watching it. They were beating teams and beating them comfortably, but there was nothing spectacular. There was nothing that you'd say, well, that's just absolutely amazing. It was the it was the system that worked rather than the individual brilliance and. I, I think that there may be a part of this with Bally Hayes that I I think they're so well organized or they're they know what they're about and they're doing it almost at their ease that I'm kind of like it's nearly boring in some ways. I, I maybe I'm maybe I'm completely wrong in, in, in my assessment of it, but um I just think when I've seen David Brady hit that point outside of the right boot, like he he, he, I'd say if he put out his right hand, he could have touched the end line or, or yeah. very close to it. Like he, he's, he's a giant of a man. He definitely could have, he could have come close to it. And you go, that is such an amazing talent. I want to see it all the time. And I want to see it at that end of the field. And, and then the, the point was, well, look, at they're, they're winning games. Why do they need to put him at that end of the field? They don't. And, and they're, what they're doing is working. So why would they change it? And I can understand that thought. Yeah, I, I can see your point. There, all right. Yeah. It's, Look, it's it's hard to be critical in any way, like, like, but you, you compared them to Dublin there, and there, there was a sense of that because I thought for the first forty odd minutes of the game, it reminded me so much of Cavan against Dublin in the All Ireland semi final. It was just it was just death by yeah. a thousand cuts. Keep them at arms, then keep tapping over the points. There was never that one, you know, savage assault that tore them apart. It was just, you know, we'll just keep prodding at you, and suddenly it was eleven two, and the game was over. In fairness to Kilishander, they came back into it. They clo- they they got a goal. I said on commentary, like, we need a goal here to make a game of this. I think they got one three without reply, and suddenly they were back in it. Uh, they got yeah. it back to three points at one stage. But I thought Bally Hill showed their fitness as well in the end. Like I thought that was that was a key that was key. When when Kilishander got on, on a run and they had the adrenaline, you know, they were they were pushing up, but they hadn't the legs to close it out. Hmm. They, if you look at Bally Hayes between the end of the first quarter and pretty much the end of the second, they hit what are we? They hit seven points on the trot. Stephen Smith, Kevin Tierney, Sean McCormick, Michael Brady, um, Stephen Smith, and, and Kevin Tierney hitting a few in in that bracket. But they they just took complete control of the game. And coming up the halftime, we were saying. Okay, there's only one side here. Like it, it was, it was, as you said, death by a thousand cuts. But it was the consistency of those cuts coming one after the other, after the other, after the other, after the other, rather than uh, a spell of two scores and the opposition gets one, and then you get two more and the opposition get one. It never looked like Kilishandra in that first half were really in the game, and we've seen the Kilishandra management, Mark Monahan, at the water break in the first half really trying to rally up the troops and get a response from them. And we thought, right, here it comes. There's something's going to happen. 
Ballyhays go out and hit five points in a row. <laughs> you mm. know, it was yeah. it was just so um so dominant in 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 crucial areas like that that I'm I, like I, like don't get me wrong I'm I'm a neutral sitting at these games and I'm saying I want David Brady in that forward line because of what he can do when he gets the ball in the forward line. But if I'm the Ballyhays management, there's no way I'm changing that. Mm. He's he like they're they're so dominant because of the way that they're set up at the minute that they shouldn't change it. But there's still that entertainment factor that the neutral will look for. But that's not what their job is. Their job is to win games. Yeah, and they are they are scoring some lovely points there. Like like Martin Connolly yeah. kicked a couple of lovely points. Um, that one that David got, as you said, I thought Stephen Smith. Like I I made the point last week that. Thought he, um, Stephen was a bit of a weak link in the starting fifteen at the minute. Maybe he'd be better coming on, but like he had a, he had a super performance. He scored eight points, yeah. scoring yeah. marks, free. He scored a great free with his left foot. Like he he was exceptional there. Um, they yeah. also managed to to basically ruin Joe Masterson's kick out, and that hadn't been done in this championship to date. That was absolutely key. Like they they pinched two points straight off it. Where, where Kevin, I think Kevin Tierney intercepted twice. Could have had a goal. Uh, he hit the bar one of them and laid off the other one. I think I'm right in saying that. Yeah. Um, and they won us so much baller in the middle of the field that they pinned Kilishander back and they weren't able to get any supply in to the inside line at all for most of the game. Now, Kilishander were so disappointing for, for long spells, but they are a good, honest team. Like, and they, they didn't go down without a fight. They did manage to make a game of it, but. I don't think they had the conditioning in the in the closing stages for as Bally has had and they're able to bring on Brian O'Rourke, Jared Brady, Jamie Smith, Patrick Teven. Mm. Um you know, fresh blood, energy, young players, full of fitness and full of running. Um, and that worked out lovely. We were saying in the commentary like Jamie Smith was going to slot into that forward line and he's a pure poacher and he's pacey. And at that stage, Kilishand had pushed up the wear gaps and he he punished that and he got a point. So I think I think yeah. they're going to go in as favourites, regardless of what the management are going to say. They're going to go in as favourites. I think they've they've answered every question asked of them, and it's a really intriguing final. This it's going to be. I'm really looking forward to previewing that one because loads of class forwards are going to be on the field. Like mm-hmm. the forwards would none of those forwards would look out of place in a senior championship match uh, on the latter stage of the senior championship. There's two very fit teams, the teams with experience of playing in yeah. the final. As well, like looking at that that 2017 intermediate final, um, which Bally has lost to Shercock, like you had Darren Riley, uh, Marcus Duffy, Connor Lyons, Sean McCormick, Martin Connolly, Kevin Tierney, Egon Waters, David Brady, Michael Brady, and Stephen Smith came on. So you've you've huge experience in that Bally Hills team of having played in that final as well, because a good few of them would have won the, that championship two years before that as well. So whereas the bridge, all the bridge lads have played in that final last year. So I think it's going to be set up for a cracker. Yeah, I think so. I think so. On the Kilishandra side, I suppose, um, Owen Brady had been their main score getter. Um, he was held to a single score, a, a point from a mark. Um, and I think that they only, I think I'm right in saying they only managed one point from open play, did they? Or did they, no, they didn't actually get a point from open play. It was a mark and then yeah. six frees. Five frees from Shane O'Rourke. Maybe I've missed or Shane Shane Riley. Yeah, and then a right. forty-five from Ryan Brady. Yeah, yeah, that's so right. Their only score from actual open play um, came from the goal. I think I'm right in saying. Yeah, you're, you're right. You're right. And even the goal was was scrappy. Like it was good work by Tomas O'Reilly. Hit the post and, yeah. and Bosco then slides in and bundles it across the line. But it was it was a scrappy goal. 
So, like, you know, the Kilishandra attack has improved, and I, Owen Brady has improved it. Shane O'Reilly yeah. is is playing great football there. Daniel Luby has been playing great football. And I think it has approved from an attack that might get you by and win a couple of games in the group stage to one that, that's going to get you to a semi-final, clearly. But there's still a gap there. When you get to the, the real top business end of that championship, it, there's still a gap there. So that's an area they need to work on. But um, I thought when Paddy, Paddy King and Dara Ty came on, it, it, it yeah. was key to the bit of a comeback that they made. Like Paddy started to really break up a lot of play in the middle of the field and drive forward. And Dara cut out some good ball as well. I was just going to make the point actually if if they had the, the pair of boys um and Connor McGarty fully available that that would strengthen up the team significantly now I do think that they've had they've had a difficult year and there's been a lot of injuries breaking up their season and um, to crucial players throughout the year so they haven't had a chance really to get that squad fitness together they 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 would need a bit of improvement on that end of it but you throw Paddy King Daratai, um, Owen Brady in top form, Conor McGarty, and all of a sudden that team wouldn't be a million miles away from another intermediate championship. So they, they may just look at this year saying, well, you know, lads, we got to a semi final and we didn't really put our best foot forward. We didn't, we, we didn't have all our aces to pick from. So why don't we give it another real good rattle next year? Um, so I, I think, I think this year we'll, we'll have. Maybe ignited something in that Kilishandra group that that may push them on for for another year and another another push at a championship. Well, is it, well, uh, running the risk of opening the whole can of worms here. Is it a good year or a bad year for Kilishandra, David? <laughs> I was thinking the same, and I said I'll avoid that. But it's a good year. I know it is. Championship semi final. It's a good year. Yeah, with Kilishandra having won four championship games in a good few years now, so it yeah. is definitely a good year for Kilishandra. Yeah, yeah. So winning games is important when you're evaluating. <laughs> <laughs> we'll 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 come back to that. So look, congratulations to Bally Hayes and the Butler's Bridge. We'll be previewing that um final on our Diehards podcast over on patreon.com forward slash we are Cavan. Um Paul, you have a really interesting piece in the Anglo Celt I want to bring up, um, which is quite I suppose remarkable to people listening in that the attendances at the championship games this year, even though there was restrictions, now the restrictions were never going to affect it because you could let in more than than uh, was allowed by by government restrictions. But the attendances are way up this year. Give us oh. give us the story. Yeah, well, I don't know how good of a story is there. It's not going to win any any Pulitzer Prize, but the attendances are way up uh, this year, which is something I had heard. And I rang Martin Cahill, the treasurer, checked it out with him. And they're not just way up. Obviously, they're going to be way up in last year because a lot of games, nobody was allowed in. But uh, he described them as excellent. He later described them as very, very good. He said, uh, we've seen a good increase over the 2019 figures. So my theory, and I, and I understand from talking to someone that, that there is a there is something to this, is that part of that is that everyone is paying into games now. Um, because of the I ticket and arrangement with club spots, you would have had some people probably sneaking in for under 16 that weren't under 16. You might've had some people maybe, you know, that had been around a county panel or whatever. And there were just no, no wrongdoing going on. But um, now because of COVID restrictions or whatever, everything has to be, to be accounted for. Everybody that goes in is accounted for. Even kids are paying one euro now just because they have to be accounted for and they have to get a ticket. And I think that's a big element of it. But Martin Cal, Martin Cal said that possibly is an element, but, 
he said that the interest is very high. So he get, actually gave me some figures. This is another thing. Uh, I don't know if figures would have been available for all games before. We would always had a, a attendance figure for a county final, but with the club spot app now, they're able to get the figures for these games. So um, the the best attended game, I asked you this off air and you nailed it, which was which was very impressive. The best attended game in the championship so far was Garner against Mullerhorn in the senior championship quarterfinal. And that at- attracted 1,400 of a crowd for, on a Sunday evening. Now, Sunday evening, as we know, has always kind of been the prime slot for club games. But Friday evenings now are starting to, to catch up with that. The Friday night games have been particularly good, Martin said. There was 1,100 at Butler's Bridge and Cahollins in the, at the game we were just talking about earlier last Friday. Uh, so that's that's regarded as a very good crowd to be, to be getting mm. for a Friday night game. Last year, gate receipts in Cavan were 146,000. Uh, the year before that, there were 403,000. So there's, um, there was an unbelievable drop. It was described in the in the at the convention by Martin Cal as a dramatic reduction and tough going. But this year, by by the way he's talking, I didn't get it. He didn't have exact figures. I didn't I didn't press him for the exact figures because probably still totting it all up. But it looks like they're going to be uh, significantly above that. So we're also getting to the point now where there's going to be replays because yeah. You know, the, from for semi-finals on, um, replays are extra time is not playable. Yeah, so we already have one replay in in the junior. Ah, there's a great chance you get a replay in one of these senior semi-finals. I think uh, we didn't get one yeah. in the quarters, but the, these games are so tight, um, and that'll be a bit of a bonanza as well. So they're going to be north of four hundred grand this year by the looks of things. Um, Do you know, it's it's very funny because I have spoke to a few people, mostly elderly people, who have said to me, you know, when are these bloody online tickets finishing? When can I go and just pay into the game? Because I can't use this online ticketing thing. So I, my my perception would have been that attendances were down mm. on 2019. You know, so it's, it's very, very interesting, the success of the club spot app um, and, and, and the ticketing arrangement with it. Now, obviously, there is still some issues. You, you've got to, you can't isolate these older people um you know so so something something will possibly need to be done there in 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 a in a way to help them out but um i still i i was so surprised that attendances were were up dramatically was the way it was 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 said to me Mm. um and i haven't read your piece fully yet so and looking at it being at games i wouldn't have thought they were up dramatically i wouldn't have thought so either um like thinking back to so no, 2018 games were outside of Breffney, and you know it, it seemed like everywhere was mobbed back then. Like Cross Keys mm. didn't have the stand back then; they used to be four deep along the fence. I remember lacking, uh, or lacking for a Garner Gales quarter final. Like it was like was old school stuff was class. So people were right in on the sideline. Like it was a cauldron. But yeah, look, an awful lot of games have been in Breffney this year for obvious reasons. They were allowed to allow more people in, so um, maybe the crowds are there. Sometimes what was going on in the field wasn't that great to get the crowds going. Like we were making the point mm. on the commentary that uh, you could hear a pin drop in the first half of Ballyhay's Achilles Chandra. So maybe the crowd is there and we're just not seeing them. I have noticed it's been mild weather and it's been dry. Unseasonably mild lately. I have noticed decent um, clusters of people up on the hill. So yeah. um, maybe, maybe, maybe. But yeah, it's just how I thought yeah. it was an interesting one. Definitely. 
definitely an interesting one, without a doubt. So um, that's in this week's Anglo Celt. Don't forget to pick that up. And don't forget, folks, we'll be previewing this weekend's action in the Kieran and Service Station Senior Championship semi-finals and the Michael Fitzpatrick Architect Junior semi-final replay between Knockbride and then um, all over on patreon.com forward slash we are Cavan. Thanks to Paul Fitzpatrick. Thanks to Dara McCarthy, to Aidan Waters, Pat Duggan and Noel Walsh for speaking to me after the McAvoy Super Value Intermediate Championship semi-finals um, where Butler's Bridge and Ballyhays booked their place on the big day in two weeks' time. That's Sunday afternoon on two weeks' time. Not sure the exact date. October 30th, is it? Something around that. Anyway. I know. It was yeah. a, a good weekend action. So, folks, thanks a million for listening to the McAvoy Super Value GA podcast. I'll meet you at 12 o'clock for a fight at the back of the Hamble Alley, Damien, to sort out Jessica Collins thing. You're dead. <laughs> <laughs>